Hello and welcome back to the Character Arc Podcast, where we talk about a movie we just watched. We'll start with a synopsis, talk about things we liked, what we didn't like, offer some changes. My name is Ted. And I'm Richard Bertelson. And we just watched Good Time. Turn around. He's all right. We didn't do it. Get back here. So I told you about my brother, yeah? Something happened. I don't know exactly what. He's been arrested. He's being held at Rikers Island. Love. Oh my God, that's awful. Make me queen. You just gotta get him out of there before something bad happens. You could get killed in there. Why is it called Good Time? It. That's. See, I was gonna ask you. That, that's actually one of the questions I was gonna ask you. If you were to derive any meaning from the title to the rest of the movie, how could you make that connection? In what part? Because I did the not have a good time. Ironic, I'm just that's the only thing I can think of. But I, I don't know what. Nothing else about the movie is ironic, though. So it's not a comedy. All right. <laughs> so why have an ironic title? Well, I don't know. So, uh, Mr. Bertelson. Me. Yep. Synopsis. 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 My synopsis. See, I want to do a synopsis that's a zero in on every scene that he's in, like him being a terrible fucking guest, <laughs> or him being the world's shittiest boyfriend. Is that, I don't know. But what I will say is that man reincarnated from dogs befriends multiple dogs. Multiple dogs. Crafty spider gets washed away it currents and goes spiraling down the drain because we're going for artistic here are we not is that not what this movie was about <laughs> it was um so mr Bertelson. yeah how did you like this movie i am happy to say that i no longer feel the need to lie and say that i like a movie like this like maybe i did before <laughs> There are, I guarantee you, though, a lot of 16-year-olds who thinks or, or even, like, shit. 21 or 22 in film school who are like, yeah, man, this is, like, so fucking deep and so fucking good. And it's not it's not a bad movie. It's just, it's also not a good movie. It's it's a fine, and it's kind of aimless. And yeah. well, it, there's no reason to like the main character at all. Not at it, all. Maybe I think maybe the writers and directors think that it's because he likes he wants to get his brother out, but nothing he does for his brother is good for his brother. He's an asshole. He's a selfish idiot, and everything he does is horrific. And so I don't really like watching him from like a root form standpoint. Mm-hmm. I had no problem. It's well acted in all ways. You know, it's it's decently well shot. I have some problems with that too, though. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to get an opinion before you yeah, just share yeah. into everything. Yeah, it's, I mean, I definitely, it's not the conventional type of movie, which, I mean, I do appreciate, and that's why it's it's good in the sense that it kind of, it's it's different from what is the traditional structure. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. And I think it's just a kind of, it's a good way to, it's a way to depict the sort of non-glamorous part of society. Mm-hmm. Everyone's just kind of doing its thing. Um you know, you know, there are many aspects to enjoy in this movie. It's just that some movies are just like one and done, and this is one of them. Yeah, for me, I don't know. Maybe it's like a cautionary kind of 
think it, it could be because there's no it doesn't really there's nothing it really says yeah in it doesn't particular. feel like it has a message yeah. or a point it's just here's this dude's real fucked up like i don't know 24 hours and yeah. it's just okay i mean i can gather what they're they're aiming for but i can't say that it really connected or at least i wasn't able to gather a very clear a very clear message to which i wanted to ask you mm-hmm. Since we're on this topic, if you were to pull a theme from this, what would you, what would you pull? There's, but, ab- there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with this, the structure in that sense, in the sense of like, hey, it takes place in a relatively short amount of time. He's on the run the whole time. He takes advantage of a bunch of people on the way, but he definitely doesn't learn anything, and nothing. He doesn't achieve anything. It's yeah. literally just watching someone kind of fumble about for a night That's... and just ultimately fail. And so you could, I, what is the message then? Like, you can't, like, you you may have these, like, romantic notions about getting out of any tight situation, but it's just not possible sometimes. Or is it from the other end? Is it from, like, his his girl's standpoint or the little, the, the girl that, the other girl, the one that he kind of statutory rapes almost? Yeah. Like, is it that, hey, so people, there's people out there who just take advantage of you all the time, except we don't know those characters well enough to sympathize with them over, over yeah. his assholishness. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of sympathize with his brother a little bit, but not, not he was not he enough. was not a big part of it. Yeah, and he was just a he was really just a a device to maybe make uh, Robert Pattinson's character Connie mm-hmm. more likable. But again, I don't think it does because Robert Pattinson may uh, Connie may like his brother, love his brother, but he's shitty to his brother so incredibly selfish yeah his love is is meaningless because he may feel like he loves him but nothing he does shows that he loves him or is good for him so so fuck you connie like like i mean it's really just him circling the drain is what it is yeah that's why i was trying to make that analogy because it just seems like oh he might get out of this but then obviously not and it doesn't seem like any sort of progression actually happens so it's just yeah, I think spiraling. that's fair. Yeah, right. it's yeah, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't he physically moves forward, but we don't get anywhere. He doesn't get anywhere. Right. The plot doesn't get anywhere. It just it's just the next desperate scene is right. all. This feels like one of those stories that it's like a sort of a bedtime story. That's why I said cautionary tale because nothing really there's no progress to it. It's just if you do this, this happens, right? Right, like uh, bedtime uh, stories are like I'm talking about fables and stuff. They yeah, take yeah. you on a plot-driven journey, though, to to learn that lesson. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that this actually this movie has a plot. I don't yeah. have a problem with the fact that it ha- I don't really have a problem with the plot at all. Actually, no, it, yeah, it's it's interesting enough. It's just when it's done, you're just like, really, that's that's it. What? Okay, yeah. <laughs> like I'm wondering why. Because everything has to be deliberate in whatever they show, right? So in the beginning with the whole comparison, like, we, what about these expressions? What do you think? What comes to mind? Do you remember? It's like, don't count your chickens before they hatch. Yeah, yeah. And then the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Uh, do you think that has anything to tie into that? I don't know. I was going to say, he, he he counts his chickens before they hatch. He essentially always thinks he's one step he's ahead. He's one step ahead. But he never is. But I don't know. That's... Yeah, it's not, I mean, it's not glowingly thematically wonderful. Like, yeah, I mean. exactly. See, that, that's that's my point. It's like it's, there's nothing particularly distinct in what they would want to say. Because you kind of you either have to like him, and then see him change, 
Or, or at least have the potential. Yeah. He has some kind of redeeming qualities. Yeah. Um, so you want to see him change at the least. Yeah. Even if you don't, even if he doesn't change, but you like him more as a person, then it hits as a tragedy. Yeah. It hits as a tragic end because you know he has the potential to be something else and he just, it's whatever. Or you, he's a shithead who learns a lesson and becomes at least a, doesn't have to be flowery new. It doesn't have to be like revolutionary. Cause I know that's what people say. Oh, well it's not the real world. It's like, he doesn't yeah. have to change yeah, he 180. Mm-hmm. But if he just has some glimmer of realization that like, I'm kind of an asshole so that you know that it's at least possible for him to address it sometime in the future when we're not watching. Right. Then it has a redemption arc of some, or at least a tease of one. Mm-hmm. But this movie doesn't have an arc of any kind. It's not a tragedy. It is. It, it, it is technically, technically is a tragedy. Is a tragedy yeah, but it I'm doesn't on feel like page. one because who gives a shit? No, <laughs> it doesn't feel like a tragedy because he doesn't start off with some any redeeming quality. Technically, right. I mean, yeah, he cares for his brother, but then we've seen his Again, actions go from one thing yeah. to the next, and it's always filled with lies. Like the He's, his the first girl, his girlfriend, yeah. says uh, they were. See, here's the thing: they were planning on going on a trip. Right. Right? And stealing the money. But then the brother also said something about, like, oh, we were going to move mm-hmm. into the woods or something, and I can do whatever the heck I want, that kind of thing. So it's, it makes it seem like he's just spouting a lot of lies just to get to from A to B. Yeah. Right? He's, even with his brother, which is the only relationship that you have any reason to believe he does actually feel love for, because I don't believe he does for that woman. Um, yeah. But no. even with his brother, though, it's like an abusive relationship where... A husband beats his wife and says, oh, you you know, I just love you so much. You just make me mad. You know, I don't mean to do it or whatever. That's kind of the relationship he has with that's, his brother, which is that, yeah. okay, fine. You and your fucked up own way feel love for him, but everything you do is destructive. Yeah. So it's not, it's not love as most people understand it to be. I, I will say that there's, in terms of like theme, and this is one of those things where I would argue just because you're aware of certain things and maybe that's kind of what this was going for but just because you're aware of something that's bad doesn't necessarily make you any better so the one line that he says at the end and i had to copy this down he says uh this is when he's talking to i don't even did they ever say the guy's name where he he breaks out the wrong brother and that guy is now his his sidekick i don't remember if they said his name or not yeah the one-eyed guy i guess the guy with the acid Anyway, so he says this to this guy, you leech off mommy, then you leech off welfare, then you leech off the government in jail. So it's kind of interesting because everything that he's doing and pointing to this guy, it's really, it's like you point one finger, but four other fingers are pointing back to you, three other fingers, whatever. Because let's talk about like everything that he did. He leeched off the kindness of strangers. Like when he, like after he got out of the hospital. Yeah. To the, the woman who was also on the bus leaving the hospital and he found her house and she, you let him use the phone and... Gave him a room to stay in, and man, does he just... He just milks Im- every last bit of that. Like, I'm just going to make myself a meal in your kitchen <laughs> and play around with with whatever congealed oils you have in your... Ooh, I don't even know what those were. He doesn't even say it. It was when the hair dye part. He just fucking goes into the bathroom. He just grabs it. Takes it and uses not, it. Not before breaking everything within the bathroom. <laughs> yes. Robert Pattinson really just fucking gorilla claws and paws up that sink but see this is where i think this is an aspect i think they do very well in capturing like this sort of they're cheaper products because they're people aren't exactly able to afford all the best stuff Mm -hmm. and it does capture it really well because she talks about the phone not working Mm -hmm. breakable little containers that you would 
imagine are supposed to help right. just and the light doesn't work it's depicted really well and i think it it brings a lot of character and that's great and they do very well in doing that but again i think the overall message was just you, great in establishing a world but make use of the world a little bit more maybe the, i mean the, the movie has a style and a character to it that is very yeah. good the acting is very good the the way it looks is good enough um the way it sounds is certainly has character yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but oh, that music but like what like if you what why why some what maybe the point of the movie is that that talking about a certain part of society where people are disadvantaged from the get go and maybe part of this movie is kind of showing hey some of them are desperate and so they do desperate they things do desperate and things. some of them are still really nice and honest and helpful but and get taken advantage of but they but are... just this a statement is not really any statement, a theme is generally a statement, mm-hmm. but any statement is not a theme. That's right. So, so saying... <laughs> the sky is blue. Right, that is not a theme. Like, so, what are you saying about this wrong of society, other than those two things? Okay, well, some people are good and some people are bad. It's yeah. like, well, that doesn't fucking mean anything. See, I think, I think it would, this would have served better if it did end up being a tragedy and he had more likable characteristics. Because then um, you see how shitty... Our economic system is for some people who live yeah. in it. Yeah, we can kind of shift in the characters and performances. So with Robert Pattinson, who got a lot of flack previously for his role as Edward in uh, that vampire movie books stuff, Twilight Saga. Twilight, yeah. There you go. <laughs> how do you? How did you find his performance? Because I, because I remember you saying that you hadn't actually seen him in anything else. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd heard that he's a really good actor from a lot of stuff he's done since then. I just haven't seen it. That's all. Um, right. And how do you? What's he your was, opinion now? Uh, he's he's fine. He was good. <laughs> I don't. Here's the thing about this movie, though. It doesn't. He played a sleazeball. Yeah. Like he didn't. He didn't go through this large range of things. So, like, I don't know. I don't think it's a great example for me to judge his career. I think he did good for the role. I think he did well. Yeah. There were nuances in his performance that I would say just were really good. Like, there are these little, like, where your eyes dart in panic or like, uh, a little bit of the, the trembles from the adrenaline. It was very believable. Like, I never yeah. once for a second, it took me out of his performance. And I will have to say that's really good. Because sometimes you watch a movie and you're like, well. Eh. You could tell they just kind of phoned it in, maybe for that particular scene, but then oh, everything yeah. else is fine. It yeah. just seemed like, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I, I, he seemed really, he like, seems, through and through. Yeah. He seemed like the ball. character to me. I didn't really think about Robert Pattinson. I thought about the character. So yeah. that's, that's effective. That's, yeah. That is a sign of good acting yeah. if you think about the character and not the relatively famous person playing them. Right. <laughs> it's always one of the problems sometimes with casting famous people. Yeah. Sorry, I was just thinking about how his brother came into this. Like, his brother, I imagine, was supposed to be used as a sort of, like, let me empathize with this character more. Mm-hmm. But it was so thin. Like, this is what we're talking about in terms of, like, the tragedy. Like, there has to be a, more of a redeeming quality. Right. Just I, It kind of fell into that cliche that his brother, a family member, had special needs. So is that automatically a write-off for someone that you can empathize? Not if they treat him like shit. Not if they treat him like shit. That if he drags yeah. him into crime and Every like, time. doesn't let yeah. him get it, like help he needs. Like, yeah, he seems to comment that like he doesn't need that help, but maybe he doesn't need that help. But we don't know. We don't right. know enough. We know he doesn't need to rob banks. Right. <laughs> we know that much. I, it may have been more of like he needed him. Uh, Connie needed um, 
Yeah, Connie was using him. I mean, he he used him. Granted, in most of the movie, he is trying to get him out of jail, but he lies about him all the time. He lies yeah. to other people when he's asking for help about what exact situation he's in, right. which I mean is understandable because they robbed a bank. But and he says like, "Oh yeah, he was a, he, this therapist who abuses him." You know, he fought back. Yeah. It's like that's that's not what, what a, happened. You could yeah. get, you could come up with any number of reasons he got arrested. But you're specifically trying to make it seem like you taking him out of these programs is mm-hmm. is nice because we have no reason to believe he was actually abused by anybody in any of these right. programs. Um, so he's just a fucking liar about his mm-hmm. brother to get sympathy for himself and, yeah, help to help his brother. I understand that that was a lot of the plot, but yeah. he but seems to get off and exaggerating how important he is to his brother and how yeah. much his brother needs him when his brother doesn't fucking need him. No. And unfortunately, his brother because of his condition, isn't able to see it as clearly as maybe right. some might. Mm-hmm. So he's extra being a dick about a special needs brother. Exactly. So therein, like, wipes away any sort of empathetic reason. That's that's my point. I mean, he does play the sleazeball really well. Just like the whole, like, when they're at the, the bail bonds office and he's just, like, all over his... You're all like, oh, you're so, you're so great, and but right. he's always constantly yelling at people. Yes, he <laughs> it's like I, she's paying right now. What what do you want? Just get him on the phone. Get him on the phone. Whoever you're talking to, just. I found that scene frustrating too, and it has yeah. to do with a, a the style of the film, which is that that scene wasn't that intense. There it wasn't didn't need to stuff be. that was the stuff that was actually happening to the characters, which was they were paying a fucking bail bondsman, and the credit card got declined. And so a couple of people get on the phone for a couple of things. Yeah. And it's the camera is shaking like it is the middle of a war scene. Mm-hmm. And it is up so close that you can see like half of people's mouths and one eye and shit. And, and it's shaking around and it's jerking back and forth. And the music is blaring loud and they're all screaming at each other. And it's like this. Here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with using techniques, camera techniques and oh, techniques it right and sound. Yeah. To make to emphasize something's intensity, but f- I personally see through your bullshit when you're using it to create new tension and anxiety. Unnecessarily, this, yeah. the scene did not create it. Your characters did not create it. You're faking it because you know your movie is boring without it. And so, fuck off. Like it's just <laughs> I, I don't I don't know how I don't know what is. I just see you're what? you're generating something artificially as opposed to taking us on a journey with the characters that makes us feel the tension. You instead blare your 80s synth track the whole fucking movie. The whole movie. As if, so that I feel like something intense is happening. But I can tell you there's long stretches. Like when he goes into that home and that the older woman helps him and then he starts talking to the 16-year-old. That scene goes on for like 20 fucking minutes. It does. And it's it robs all tension of them running away from the cops and hiding and stuff. Because it's it's just a bunch of weird conversations he has with the girl and stuff like that it gets tense again when he realizes he didn't actually rescue his brother Mm -hmm. but that's so long after it but the movie is still shot and sounds like we're on the run but we're not you slowed us down because you didn't have i I so take the slower beats take the and i want to say almost take a page out of the coen brothers because i mean let's take a look at uh what was it um no country for old men no soundtrack whatsoever and that was done effectively and now i know you're trying to go for your own style Right. And there's, you know, all the power to you for that. But I think knowing the the time and place for it, like I was questioning, I even questioned this to you 
where the music was kind of adding to the anxiety and intensity of the brother, right? But then it switched over back to Connie. Right. And I was like, his okay, scene he's just was, walking, There was nothing though. intense about it. There was scene. nothing intense about so it. So why does it have the same soundtrack as the scene of somebody getting beat up? What impression this gives is like someone who's just like, when you, it reminded, oh, sorry, I, this is kind of a personal example, but like back in the old days when like, you know, when we were in the film, in our film classes and someone would just lay down a track of music, mm. but not have any sort of deliberate purpose for right. it so it was just to kind of like oh I'll just quickly add this track is that that's what it feels like what's the word it doesn't accentuate the situation it's just played throughout the movie right, just... sure there were some pauses probably to switch to another track um <laughs> <laughs> but then yeah and let's go back to that scene at the bill bonds like yeah it was unnecessarily intense like in fact i felt like that scene was probably a good point where he could not advance any further that's when the bill bond the manager is like, nope, you can't do it. At that point, I think having more of a quieter reflection would have hit home a little bit more and even maybe allowed the audience to feel more of something. To engage more with him, yeah. perhaps, as opposed to just being like, it's. it has an 80s action movie soundtrack, which yeah. is super fucking weird because it's not an action movie. <laughs> um, I mean, I know it's, it's a crime drama so to speak. Well, we were kind of dancing around, the both of us, but is that style can really accentuate the the core and the substance of your story, but it cannot replace the substance of yeah. your story. And that's what it seems like they are trying to do with this movie. And I honestly feel like the movie was probably... I think that... I feel like... As someone who's done this in my life, I feel like they wrote an hour-long screenplay and they were like, damn, an hour long is not really, it's too long and it's too short. Like, it's not, it doesn't fit into short film or feature-length film. <laughs> but then what they did was they just added a bunch of scenes that really hurt the pacing and just released it anyway. I'm thinking about a good amount of when he's in that house and statutory rapes that girl. Yeah. Um, like, there's just a whole bunch of diddling around in that sequence and then also well, sorry <laughs> <laughs> and then also when the other guy when he wait when uh the guy who's not his brother wakes up and is like where the fuck am i that was a good scene yeah um but then when he five minutes later tells him the entire last 48 hours of his life and it's like this. Why are we watching this? Why, yeah, why a, are we going through his release from jail and like watching every bit of it? Like why and his drug deal and so like for I, style, because that's all it was. It was a huge montage to yeah. really show that. But there were, I mean, there were important uh, story beats in there. The, but you could the drugs have and the money were important yeah, to know about. There you go. Something exactly. that in other movies, someone would be like, "No, no, I just got out of jail. We were, you know, I know where the stash is." Right. And. I conveyed the same amount of information in two seconds that this movie decided. I don't even mind the quick, weird flashback thing. It just yeah. it went on really It went long. on too it's long. Like really so long. I think this is a weird uh, situation where it's like the whole show don't tell, but it's still telling more than it's showing. I think rephrasing it to something more like seeing is believing, I think, is a better thing. One of the reasons why you show and don't tell is because telling is really boring. Yeah. It doesn't require your engagement. But also, if you it's like if, if for some reason showing takes a really fucking long time and is not really very pertinent to anything that we're watching, then showing is also boring. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I'm not really saying this uh, succinctly. 
just to touch on, I don't know, emotions that I feel like aren't there, but the movie maybe thinks are there. When he, when, when Connie, when they, when he kind of beats up the guard and takes his clothes and stuff like that and adjusts to the police, and then the girl who wrote along that girl, as you mentioned, just really just agree, she was super agreeable super to nice. everything yeah, right. that he wants to do, which <laughs> yeah, most of outside. super fucked up. <laughs> anyway. And then the cops find her walking by and they're like, is this? And then he says, no, it's not. It was two guys. And so, but she gets hauled off by the cops anyway. And they share this look like, what was the, what was, was I supposed to feel something there? Because I didn't. Because she's, I don't know, she's disappointed, I guess. But is she? I don't know. Like, she knew him all of two hours. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and then he's like, I couldn't tell if they were trying to convey... Like betrayal? Brian was trying to convey, like, that he felt bad about it anyway. Right. He really just looks at her and then looks away. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just... The emotions of that whole thing were just muddy to me. And so, therefore, I didn't feel anything mm-hmm. at all. Which is my big problem with the movie is that yeah. it's it's interesting enough. And it's got a lot of good aspects. But I I was just never super... I could have stopped watching it at any time and probably forgot the movie existed and never gone back and finished it. But also, I never wanted to stop either. Right. I never like was like, I have to stop watching this. You know, mm-hmm. it, was never, it was never either extreme. I mean, for her to be shocked or surprised and for us to feel that is already out of the question because of how he was in the house right you know it's like i'm gonna make a sandwich or i'm gonna i'm just gonna cook something use your food and your appliances (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna take whatever i want and that's essentially what he does yeah because he's not that clever but every but he gets a leg up on pretty much everyone until he finally fails but the movie kind of acts like everyone else in the world that he lives in is fucking dumb. Yeah. And that, I think that robs some of the tension for me because he's never up against, he's never like having a, as a con man in a douchebag, he's never up, he's never having like a battle of the wits with someone who's no. also like, they're all just so agreeable. Like the, the, the girlfriend who just, yeah, sure, $10,000. Yeah, she debates him for half a second, but yeah. she just does it. The, the, the older woman who lets him in, the child who's just like, yeah, sure, you know, here's the painkillers and here's the, here's the food and here's the fucking, you have the fucking hair dye. Right. And even the guy, yeah, the, Ray is his name, the guy who's not his brother. Ah, right, right. And even that guy is just like, yeah, sure, let's go get the money and split the money, the money that you have no claim to whatsoever. Like, it's like, it's not that he's super clever. It's that the the screenwriters purposely made everyone else fucking dumb. We've talked about this before in like horror movies and stuff like that, or where we're talking about conflict in the odds. It's like like we talked about with um, Ready or Not, where she doesn't stay in the house the whole movie. She doesn't get. She doesn't. She doesn't fall behind because she's dumb. Mm-hmm. It's because they're so good. Right. And so the tension is always this push back and forth. She never does anything stupid. But the te- there isn't a lot of tension pushing back and forth in this movie because he he succeeds at everything he does and no one really presents that big of a challenge up until, for some reason, the cops were already outside. Right. That's So even the way that he falls down... I mean, sure, it's he's testing his luck a bunch of time, but I didn't get the feeling he was testing his luck. I just got the feeling that the world just fucking separates for him, 
which even you said when he got in the security van, you just said out loud and during the movie, oh, everything's coming up him tonight. Yeah. Like, that is how it plays. It's just like, it's actually super easy. He doesn't have a whole lot of conflict. Yeah. I've always relied on the kindness of strangers, <laughs> which is essentially, that's what happened. Um, there were aspects in this movie, I'm just going to quickly say, that I liked in terms of, I guess, sound, um, not the music well i did kind of enjoy the music but it, it was just too much yeah there was one where i even made the comparison to it was like this is what it's like when i'm shaving my head that sound that buzzing just industrial noises yeah 80s synth but like in terms of sound like uh, there were a t- couple of times where it was just like in the background this diegetic sound of the the sirens going off and it builds tension because it just seems like a distant kind of thing but it's, mm-hmm. it's approaching and I, I i did appreciate that i think it's great have it be more of a tragedy. It already is, but I think having, I mean, even people that are struggling like that do have some sort of redeeming quality, even if they are like habitual liars. Yeah. Right. Um, They're human beings still. Yeah. Yeah. So I think even just adding another aspect of that might have carried the message a little bit more. Replace some of those tangents that seem to have no real bearing on the plot in any serious way and only call only only function to slow down like the intensity replace them with the with stuff that the brother's doing because yeah the brother is the only way you're ever gonna like connie so let's see more of him and let's see why let's see why connie let's see why not connie but nicholas why nicholas loves connie right give us the other side i presume that nicholas loves connie at least if so show us a reason for that and then suddenly Without changing really much of anything else, I'm more invested in your main character, and it can be more of a tragedy. I think... But I understand that for part of the movie, we're supposed to think Nicholas is somewhere he's not. Mm-hmm. But that's not that long of the movie, though. That's really only that's, that. That's kind of toward the second half. Sweet. Well, if you like movies and you didn't really like this or other things like this but everyone tells you it's really good you're right it's not that good <laughs> i was totally it's fine it's got a good interesting style but if you expect to actually like the characters that you're watching or at least like to watch them you are correct and they're wrong the style is not the most important part of the film <laughs> it is an important part but it's not the most important part it is i was going to ask you how do you compare your opinion to the the praise it gets for being at like at ninety two for Rotten Tomatoes and or ninety one and then Metacritic is like at eighty. I th- I think it's I think I think it's almost the same thing. I think a lot, I don't think it deserves to be panned by any means. I think it's a I think it's a solid seventy. <laughs> um, it is fine. There are some some examples of decent filmmaking and performative art in this, um, but the core of it is weak. And I think it's a bunch of critics who were sitting alone when they were writing their review and they're like, I think I'm supposed to like this. I feel stylistically like I'm supposed to like this. And so they skewed their Their, reviews higher because, or because it got a bunch of buzz at a Toronto International Film Festival or something. And so critics who watch it at a wider, when it's more widely available, they just read so many glowing reviews of it that that's what they did. Yeah. I think this happens all the time with movies. I think there's lots of really fucking overrated movies that, again, does not deserve to be called bad, but it's weak. It's, yeah, it, it is missing things. 
I agree. Um, it's a, it's worth a watch, but it's kind of a one and done. Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the Character Arc podcast. Remember, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Character Arc. You can also find us at characterarc.net. Um, please like, subscribe wherever you can. Run all the podcasting apps: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you can rate us. If you give us a five star rating, that'll help us a lot. Um, thank you so much for listening. I'm Richard. And I'm Ted. Good time. Good time. Good time. Good time.